Welcome all you Plus Two Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I'm your host as always, TV's Noah Houlihan, and I got nothing to plug this week, so take it away, Kirby Crackle. We're on the road. That's, that's, not not how the show, that's not how the show starts. I am thrown off. That's the first time I think you've ever messed that up. Yeah. Episode 209. I messed it up. We're canceled now. Yeah, thanks for joining us. All right, let's try this again. Who's deal. ready for a podcast? I asked as I watched our crowd take a drink of water. <laughs> Who's here to do other things Is currently being annoyed by a podcast? And who was dragged here by their father? <laughs> and <Hands, hands> raised. <laughs> This is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast coming to you live from Gamers Vault. That's 175 Route 70 in Medford, New Jersey. I'm your host, as always, TV's Noah Houlihan, and I am joined by the umbrage to my lupin, Mr. Will Liam. How you doing, Will? That's not, that is way wrong. Yeah, I couldn't think of any other dark Harry Potter stuff. I know, I just went with two dark arts teachers that came up as quickly as possible in the old brain Rolodex. Lupin, I'm trying to think of which, which... Marauders, we'd be. Our guest this week <laughs> is the author of the new book, Hispanicus. Is it new, actually? Or uh, how long has it been? One, it's a series. So the first one was released, uh, released uh, August 1st. So the second one should be coming out uh, hopefully mid February. Okay, cool. And the author of the series, His Panic. Please give it up for Eddie C. Eddie told me I didn't have to say his last name because I kept messing it up. So. Uh, Cisneros. Cisneros. <laughs> Cisneros. Yeah. It's not hard. It's just I can't get my mouth to say it. I don't know why. So, Eddie. Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you see? It's pretty good. Cassandra, yeah. Uh, so, Eddie, thank you so much for coming on the show. College. <laughs> <laughs> thank well, you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, stop mocking the audience. Start mocking our guest. The guest is here to talk to us at least. <laughs> so, uh, I, I want to be honest. You sent me the uh, the title of the book, Don't tell him this story. and I was like, "Oh, it's Greek." <laughs> no, His panicus is going to be like a warrior, and then I, I I did research. I was like, "No, it's it's clearly not that." So tell us about the book. Um, basically, it's a it's a fictional story about a drug dealer from the Bronx who, as an adult, he's retelling his life story, but he kind of uh, embarks on this journey of like penance, if you will, because he wants to try and make certain things right. But unfortunately, he feels like uh, something bad's about to happen to him. But it's a very long, uh, stretched out series with a lot okay. of stuff going on. So, can you move your mic a little bit closer to you? Sure. <laughs> cool. I just don't want them to, to miss out on oh, this. Yeah. Uh, and this is a spinoff of his panic. Um. Well, no. I mean, I, I actually was originally published a while back, and the title was his hyphen panic. Right. So when I en- landed another publisher, they kind of, I guess, wanted to just change the whole the whole title. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and okay. I guess it just the Hispanic just gives it a little more, I guess, oomph. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that. I definitely could see that. So this is realistic uh, fiction, I would say. Oh, uh, fiction, yes. I mean, a lot of people have asked me whether or not if this is based on anything, and I, you know, I tell them obviously it's you know my my creativity and my imagination to try and bring bring forth the story. But yeah, growing up, I you know I knew a bunch of people, friends, uh, unfortunately people I still know, and so you kind of. Take little bits of that kind of stuff, and it helps to to make a story. You know, <laughs> that was the nicest way I've ever been told. Please don't ask any more questions about this. <laughs> How Thundercats heavy is it? Um, you know what? There's just this one segment because uh, I got excited when you mentioned it. I was like, I bet it's not as much as I wanted to be. No, there, there's a there's a chap uh, there's a chapter. I mean, uh, in the book, uh, the what happened was the group of friends. Uh, you know. This kid is uh he's forced basically to to become like this drug dealer from a stepfather who kind of teaches him how to separate marijuana and stuff I like know that. Like five years old. Well, <laughs> but basically they embody this, you know, they embody the characters of, of the of a cartoon show that they really really mm-hmm. enjoyed watching. And that's yes. like that's like their only little group that basically hold hold on to like being kids. So originally I did use heavy Thundercats and Lino, <laughs> and, and so I had to make like my own uh. 
my own spinoff on that and, and it became a cartoon called The Strike Food Canines. Ooh, okay, like that sounds that. good. Which, uh, it, it kind of like the same same mold. It's a bunch of these warriors who... Mm-hmm. It, it sounds like a cartoon from that time yeah, that would yeah, fit sure. in there perfectly with like Samurai Pizza Yeah, cats. basically they, they, they have to get these amulets and... and each of the character goes through this portal and grabbing onto these amulets. They they take the embodiment of a Sharpei, a pug, which are like all these Japanese type of uh, warrior kind of dogs. And okay. a pug so, is not a warrior. Well, you know, <laughs> definitely not, definitely not. But he was They're more on the, on the terms of like Wiley Kid and Wiley Cat. So you, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you know, so yeah, so that's I, I kind of had to like make up my own backstory with that just in case that you know someone from Thundercat Land says, hey, uh, yeah, this is not good. <laughs> And this is, of course, the first book of a series. And I believe you're the first author that we've had on that is doing a series. So uh, how much of it is already, like, planned out in your mind? Um, I originally wrote them in, in it's four books. But uh, when, when I gave them to my publishers, they were, like, uh, they were too lengthy. I mean, each book clocks in at more than, like, 700-plus pages. So they broke them down into two. So you would say eight books, and I've pretty much finished right now six Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and you like you know where you're going with everything. Oh, uh, definitely. And... I definitely. I know the ending. I know everything. So it's okay. it's hard, you know, trying to speak about it to not divulge yeah, too much yeah. information. <laughs> gotcha. You know? <laughs> gotcha. You got to keep it a little bit hush hush. I understand. Uh, but uh, like I said, you're the the first person we had on that's doing a series. Like, you know, what would you say your relationship with like the main character is that you wanted to create this longer form story for them? Um, you know, doing interviews and stuff. I mean, uh, as a writer, you, you, you get attached to your characters. And, mm-hmm. and as much as I try and flesh them out, I mean, they become a part of your life because that's all I, you know, when I'm when I'm obviously doing interviews and, 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 and writing, that's all you envision. And, and so I kind of like maybe inject some stuff that, that I would go through if I'm doing like some kind of dialogue. I try and make it as real as possible. But again, I, you do you, you get attached to these uh, these characters and... So I guess when it, when the book and everything comes to a closure, there is some kind of like you know, to to let go, it's gonna be kind of hard because I've I've been writing this for uh, for several years. So, but you know it is what it is, and you got to move on. But you do get attached. Right, right. How how long did the first book take you? Um, again, I've been I've been writing this for several years. So I was published once. Uh, it was with one when some company remained nameless, and I was just <laughs> on their shelf for like two years. Uh, I remember just getting a call from the owner one day. And, he put this analogy uh, as far as like uh, you know, you're a bench player on a, on, a, on a basketball team, and now you're about to to get a chance. So I'm like, I got excited, I got excited, and I never got to touch the ball. So it was like you know, <laughs> so I left them. I found another company, and I was cool with that company. Um, but again, it, it, not to knock anyone again, nameless, but that person, uh, the publisher, was also an author. So I kind of got a little peeved uh, when I when I hear that person doing interviews and they basically never really spoke about their other authors. Gotcha. So that, so gotcha. I kind of moved on and this is a span of several years until I found it. I found this, um, this publisher now print house books and I'm, I'm happy right now so far. They're, they're doing what they can, but mm-hmm. on my own, I, it's a hustle. I got to keep on pushing myself. I mean, I drove out here today like two something hours to get out here. So oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to do what we got to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for making the drive out here. I'm sorry it was so long. And you, I'm interested because a lot of our uh, authors that we have on here are independently published, so it's interesting to hear the uh, the publication the publication process. Nice Not the word I wanted to say, but the the problems of dealing with a publisher and you know the, yeah. the struggles along that. Because I've had a lot of people on this show say, if I could just find a publisher, then I'd be made in the shade. Um, you know, it's funny because that's what people think. I mean, uh, again, this is an independent publisher, but I, again, I feel more comfortable. But uh. I used to do music back in the days. Uh, you know, I had it in my head I was gonna be this big time rapper, but you learn you learn hard that artists get paid last. So yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, you indeed. could be doing a show and a producer this, and it's like, uh, yeah, here's twenty dollars. Go get some Burger King. Relax. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah. That's well, we're big. in the wrong business. <laughs> He's getting twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, we we've been having this debate recently where it's like. It's tough being in a business where there's eight people that'll do it for free, but not as well. But like they'll they'll do it for free. It's like yeah, free is better than paying that skilled person. So, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, if I could get a less good pl- like a twenty percent less good plumber for free, yeah, exactly. I'd probably take I'd that. Probably too. take it. Yeah, you know, all the pipes just. Taped with like, yeah, 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 it's mostly plumbing tape. Just good. hold before it's, it's I like, working. yeah, will this hold till I move out? Oh, I have no Perfect. idea. <laughs> it's it. 
If it doesn't, will you come back and fix it for free again? <laughs> awesome. What a There's great a, relationship. Just YouTube it. I mean, you know. Exactly. <laughs> step by step. <laughs> I just picture him just watching the YouTube video under my sink. <laughs> well, that's not reassuring. <laughs> Don't unpause that. I'm not up to the next step. <laughs> it's a whole issue. So do you have any uh, ideas what you're looking at doing after this, or is this just your focus? Or um, I, I do have some ideas. I mean, uh, uh, apart from trying to trying to push the book, I, I do work as a doorman in in, in, in the city. Um, so uh, I've been taking like these classes to become like a certified as a superintendent, and I had this uh, this wild idea because I, I I've I've taken away from writing the book, I've taken away from uh, screenwriting. Right. I just have this idea of like uh, just a plain Jane. Uh, you know, Joe Schmo superintendent who has to defend his building. So call it like a Home Alone meets Die Hard. Ooh, yeah, I would like love to like, yeah. <laughs> Die Hard. That is a great, like, elevator pitch. Yeah, basically, you know, he's One trying to protect his... Batman. He's trying to protect his building, but it's not because, you know, backstory, he, he used to be an ex-CIA. It's just a regular guy to, who, who knows how to do plumbing and put some, <laughs> put some tape together and stuff. And, you know, so... Uh, well, one of my favorite stories is, uh, do you know how the wor- the movie Speed got greenlit? Uh, somewhat. I'm not really. Yeah, it, it was, I think it was like a chance meeting in an elevator. He's like, I have an idea for a movie. And they said, what is it? And he said, die hard on a bus. And they were like, oh, well, that's awesome. And that was it. No, like, that's that, all he needed. So die hard meets home alone is a great description of a film. Hey, that's what you hope. That's what you kind of hope. <laughs> I am totally down for seeing that. <laughs> So, uh, have you done screenwriting before, or? Um, a couple of stuff. I mean, I I wrote two screenplays, which was uh, uh, detective stories, basically about two uh two homicide detectives on a on a trail of a serial killer, and then uh, it's sequel, Ben Two. Ben and Ben Two. You're a serious guy. I yeah, that's it. it. <laughs> and I was reading your your uh, your bio, and uh, I liked the opening line to it, which was, uh, "I'm a doorman first and an author always." Yeah, pretty I much. Thought, I thought that was it's a really a good, good line. Uh, so you know, we have a, l- a lot of listeners that are like interested in getting into this world. What would you uh, suggest to them to you know for advice into becoming a writer? Um, I you know what I mean if it's if it's a passion, I mean uh, I've 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 gone through countless rejections and believe me, I mean, it's a process between writing, then you, you rewrite, you want to change things. And then when you actually finally have that, like that, that final product, you know, that that's over with. And now it's the pushing and you send out countless queries. I mean, I reached out to like penguin and to random house. And right. unfortunately, because I guess because of the subject material, because the book is, it's pretty gritty. It's pretty raw. So I mean, right. I guess they were looking for like, you know, a wizard with glasses or something, you know. That's the, the, those are, I've heard good <laughs> things about those books. <laughs> um, <laughs> shall not be named. But you go through the countless, like I said, you go through the countless rejections. But I mean, again, if it's something that you're you're, you're passionate about, and regardless of whether it's writing, whatever you do, I mean, you whatever door all closes on you, there's got to be somewhere else where you know you can step through, and you just got to keep on pushing and gotcha. just keep moving forward, man. I really liked your door. Doorman door reference. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always, always trying to inject that every once in a while, you know. He's like a writer or something. <laughs> he's, he's a poet. He's way with words. Uh, and I, I found it interesting that, that you were inspired by Thundercats. Uh, and, you know, we're a nerd podcast. Uh, is there any other, like, nerd culture things that uh, inspired your work? Um, Like I said, I mean, just, just growing up, I mean, I, I'm from the old school. I'm in my mid-40s. So I, I've been through all that stuff, you know. The, like I said, I... I, I I come from like the Atari, the original Atari yeah. and Commodore 64, 128, Dreamcast, <laughs> yep. Genesis. I mean, I've been through them all. So, I mean, I it's just it. that nostalgic feeling, I guess, like growing up with a bunch of friends. And I mean, back then, you know, we, we didn't really have like the, the multimedia, the, the social mm-hmm. media, the phones and everything. So it was one of, it was one of those where I end up at Will's house, uh, <laughs> wait until he gets dressed. And then it's like, all right, you know. Half hour, and then we go, let's go to Noah's house. And then from there, you know, as the day goes on, it's around like five in the afternoon, and you got like five, seven, excuse me, seven guys together, and that's how the night went, you know. Gotcha. Well, why are you always naked when Eddie's at your house? No, no, no. Why are you always going to wait for you to get dressed? My parents were like, why are you friends with a 40-year-old man? I also like that we live in an age where people don't get old anymore. They get old school. Yeah, well, I'm a big fan of that. Well, listen, I, I like the fact that you know, like what, what's what's old is new now again. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, and, and yeah, it's retro. Yeah, pretty I'm much. Retro. Yeah. retro. Retro now. That's the right word to use. Yeah, exactly. 
So we like to geek out on this show, and we do that with a segment called What You Watching, What You Reading, What You Playing. It's what we talk about, what we're watching, what we're reading, and what we're playing. Eddie, since you're new to the group, what have you been watching? Watching anything good? Uh, I'm a big Shameless guy, so I just finished watching Shameless. Uh, I'm definitely I, into Stranger Things. Oh, Stranger Things! Yeah, is that's great. just awesome. The great series. I try to tell my son to watch, and he refuses. Oh, <laughs> you're wrong. Put him on a put him on a spot. <laughs> yeah, you need to watch Stranger Things. It's one of the best shows on television. You how, how old is your son? Uh, Nineteen. Yeah, I don't think do Stranger doing? Things means anything to him. Oh, it, it's it's well, all again, like it's 80s very, references. Yeah. Well, see that, and, and like, that's oh, why I love you know. This. And he's like, I don't. Why yeah. this is all terrible? Yeah. <laughs> from the eighties, so all these people are dead by now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they're dead. But yeah, I just finished season two myself, and I just like I was so upset it was only nine episodes. Sure, <laughs> and like, it, one. But it's very, to me, it's like it's very nostalgic because, and even in my book, uh, it spans through the sixties, seventies, and eighties. So again, watching that kind of stuff, uh, you know, it's it's pretty cool to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, and and they do it like they do a good job of like really taking care of that time period. Like, yeah, I think from from the music, from just even the setting. I mean, it's very old school, mm-hmm. like you know, ET ish, and back, you know, those kind of movies yeah. and the references, even the video games. You know, yeah. season two, they this guys playing Dragon's Land stuff like that. So it's yeah. pretty cool to watch, you know. Because like we're, we're past the time where like an eighties movie is always just like done for laughs, like the Wedding Singer times, where sure. it's just kind of like, look how small my cell phone is. <laughs> like now we can just take like a, a real look at the eighties again and. Oh, God, I just love that show. Sorry, I had to gush about how much I love Daddy's Choice. <laughs> and Shameless is something I've been meaning to get into. Uh, um, I, love... it's, it's, I mean, it's going on, I think, about like eight seasons now. Yeah, but, I uh, thought you know... it was over. I'm just, I was surprised to hear it was coming back for another I think, season. Uh, I think the main actress, uh, Rossum Rossum, uh, Emmy, I think you know, they, she finally she held out because she wanted to get paid more money. So, mm-hmm. But... If you watch the series, and you know, uh, apart from uh, H Macy, William H Macy, mm-hmm. I mean, she's like a main character. So I guess, yeah, yeah you know, women, women to do. I guess they had to get yeah. paid more money yeah. or about the same. Paid so, equally. How about yeah, that? You know, might as well. <laughs> what <right>? a concept. <laughs> <laughs> Not the '80s anymore. <laughs> How about you, Will? You watch anything good? I watch. So HBO did a, a movie dump recently. Yes, they did. And uh, I, I watched. Uh, that King Arthur movie, the Guy Ritchie King Arthur movie. Yes, Caliber. I don't know what it's called. It's you like know what? King Arthur Legend of the Sword. I feel like it. I've only heard it referred to as Guy Ritchie's King Arthur movie. That's, that's fine. That's all it needs to be. Called. Do you know what we're talking about, Eddie? Um, I, I haven't watched it. I mean, I'm definitely familiar with Guy Ritchie, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's straight. It's the one of the most Guy Ritchie, Guy Ritchie things. Yeah. It's it's snatch if snatch took place in in the middle of the time. Yeah, lock, stock, and two smoking swords. Yeah, Yeah, it's like two smoking wands. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's not amazing. It's fun. There's it's very. It's got that not first night. What's the Heath Ledger one? Night's Tale. Night's Tale. Night's Tale. Modern kind of like music and feeling to it, but medieval setting. Uh, My my one issue. Uh, Littlefinger's in it. Okay. And he plays, <laughs> he's one of the knights, the knights of the round table. Mm-hmm. And his name, he has this like criminal name that's uh, Goose Fat Bill, which is cool. Great I'm like, name. yeah, that's a cool like yeah. cogni criminal name. But they don't, when he's like, oh, I'm a knight, they don't like change it. He's not like, my true name's like Arcturus. So he's just Sir Goose Fat Bill. <laughs> that's pretty much. <laughs> not a fan of that. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> that is a bit odd. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the reviews I kept hearing for it was it, it wasn't great, but it showed promise if Guy Ritchie stayed at, like, this type of film. Yeah, I mean, the end was a big, dumb CG fight, but that was the only problem. The beginning was an awesome CG fight, yeah. so, like, it, but it was something I'd never seen before. It was, like, mammoths, okay. and, and that's it. They were mammoths. Should I give it a shot or no? Uh, yeah. All right. Jude Law's a good villain. Okay. I didn't know Jude Law was the villain. Yeah. Now I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> uh you might not know this about me, Eddie, but uh, every year I watch all the films that are nominated for the Razzie Awards okay. for the worst picture. <laughs> the worst. Uh, it, it is a, Catwoman. It, 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 yeah. I think of first every time. <laughs> Probably one of the worst movies I ever saw. Did she, did she win an Oscar that year? Is that the... 
She won an Oscar for Monsters Ball the year before. And then she won the Razzie. And then she won the Razzie the next year. She does that. Nice. Uh, Sandra Bullock won it in the same Same year. year Because she won for All About Steve and The Blind Side (laughs) in the same year. And the Razzie the the night before. So (laughs) in a weekend, she got both of them. Did she go? Yeah. She went and she read the script for All About Steve. <laughs> the, the whole thing. Yeah. To, well, wrap it up music, please. To explain, like, it's not that bad. I will prove it to you. And she just started reading. I love the Razzie Awards. I think they're great. Uh, so every year I try to watch all the worst pictures. Uh, so I watched Fifty Shades Darker. Oh, jeez, man. Uh, you think that. Because um, I had to watch... You're about to say it's the best movie. <laughs> I had to watch Fifty Shades of Grey two years ago because it was nominated for a Razzie. Uh, so I was like, all right, I'll watch the sequel. I think because I saw how awful the original one was, I can be like, well, this is an improvement. But like when you go from like a zero to like a one, I really shouldn't applaud that effort. It's not much. <laughs> But like, there are some like moments where I was like, I'm legit enjoying myself. Well, the, he, he could be more abusive right now, well, so the, uh, baby steps. In the first one, there's scenes where it's like, you broke into my bedroom while I was sleeping. Let's make love. And in this one, it's, you have my bank account information? That's not cool. It's like, ah, agency. What a great, <laughs> what a great thing. But there is a scene in this movie where Christian Grey crashes his helicopter into a volcano. And I could not stop laughing. It's just, he's just in, a, in his helicopter. He's like, is that Mount St. Helen? What are we doing out here? It's like, ah, it's a shortcut. Oh no, everything's gone wrong. <laughs> a shortcut through the sky? You just go the one way as the helicopter flies. You know, I didn't think of that. That's a really good point. <laughs> Straight. It's an upgrade budgeting wise. You see that? <laughs> Put a volcano in. Crashes it. Get a, a heat boost. <laughs> yeah. Like Push a hot air balloon. Yeah. <laughs> it will go up fast. But he crashes the helicopter, and then everyone just goes to his house to watch the news. It's like, oh no, he like. We don't know where Christian is. Oh, he could be dead. And then he just walks in his house like, hey, guys, I'm fine. Why are you all here? Jeez. And then like, it was like, suspense over. Don't worry. <laughs> there will be no excitement in this film. I'm fine. <laughs> so uh, I'm pretty sure it'll be the best of the five films I have to watch. Oh, wow. Oh, I thought you meant there was going to be five Shades. No, 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 no. I think another one just come out. It came out, or it's yeah, about to come yeah, out. Yeah, Fifty Shades Freed. Does that mean you're gonna be I, like a first in line to get tickets? If, if, it, gets nominated, <laughs> if it gets nominated, I will definitely watch it. <laughs> it ends with like a sequel hook of this guy like burning a cigarette through a picture of Christian Grey, and then credits. Ah, oh, it is everything you want out of a bad movie. I promise you. <laughs> Better be a villain with volcano powers. <laughs> he just puts volcanoes in front of him. His one weakness is His one weakness is volcanoes. <laughs> we'll have to just throw them in front of him. I'm going to throw it back down to you and ask what you read, Nettie. Ah, uh, unfortunately, my book right now. <laughs> Your own book? <laughs> no, I, nah, is it I mean, good? <laughs> not not sound about. <laughs> How do you um, think the series is going to? I end? actually haven't really been reading too much. I mean, uh, just just trying to write and stuff like that and just trying to take care of other stuff so i kind mm. of haven't really been reading much much stuff I, whatever I, I read on the internet <laughs> yeah I, I know like back when i used to actually try to write anytime i tried to read my brain would be like you could be writing right now <laughs> instead of reading someone else's accomplishment <laughs> oh that's a good thing brain let's let's put down hitchhiker's guide so i totally get that uh we do accept podcasts and and we pretend they're audiobooks. So have have you been listening to anything? Um I'm not yeah, no not not much. Not much. I mean again, uh not a podcast. Guy? Yeah, not too much. Nah. But I'll definitely start tuning in now. <laughs> <laughs> if that means anything, I'm sorry. Well just so you know, most podcasts aren't like this. <laughs> they're usually not being streamed live. They're usually not in a comic book store. No, this yeah, this is this is the first one. So this is good. This is good. Yeah, did you do any other podcasts to promote? 
Um, I did one. Uh, I guess he's another writer. His, uh, C.G. Cooper's name is, and I did one uh, with a uh, uh, group called Thirst World Problems. They were like, uh, I, I did the interview through like through Skype, so like they're like from like Ontario or something like that, you know. They didn't make was, you drive two hours like oh, no, some jerk podcast yeah, did. Yeah, you know, they have to pay me for that one, but uh, but it was cool. It was it was a it was a fun vibe. So cool, good yeah. stuff, good stuff. I'll include links and stuff. Uh, William, are you reading anything good? Uh, I listen, I started to listen to the Dan Carlin's new podcast. The, the, the hardcore history, history guy, yeah, and uh, I turned that right off. He, uh, what he, happened? he does this thing where he gets kind of like obsessed with like gory or unpleasant details of his histories, like mm-hmm. like the World War One podcast. He gets real into just how much everybody suffered and how awful it was, and he he always does this line where he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, it's because I like human extremes," and so he came out with one that's just about people who used to watch like executions and torture for entertainment yeah it's it's uh, and he just it's like my favorite murder but he but with more details and he defends himself every five minutes that he's like oh it's just about the extremes of human emotion i was like but you're only on the one end (laughs) you could also switch it every once to extreme happiness Nope. <laughs> so yeah, I was just too. I'm like, I don't want to listen to this. It's too unpleasant. Your snuff podcast is not for me. <laughs> Back to my favorite murder. It is. <laughs> All right. Uh, I was listening to Ozark Whispers. Okay. Yes, it's a it's a new podcast. Uh, it's a supernatural podcast, and it does something that more podcasts should do. It claims to be a uh, like paranormal investigation podcast but it's not it's like it's a scripted podcast okay but like podcasts shouldn't have to announce that because that's how entertainment works so like, yeah, like i really like that i they just remove the yeah it's like yeah it's fake but i'm not going to say that because why would i so like night vale but they don't have like the author come on first it's like exactly a real town and this exactly. stuff happening i like that uh and uh it's this real uh quirky kind of uh, storytelling where uh, he was like investigating this painting uh, and it turns out that the spirit in that uh, could switch places with him so then he was trapped in the painting and then there's this whole part about like I have to get out of here I have a three day weekend (laughs) and I will be damned if I spend it in a painting if I get out of here Monday night and have to go back to work on Tuesday I would lose my mind (laughs) <laughs> and, and he says everything like real matter of factly. It's like, you know, granted I could have been murdered, but <laughs> so it, it's a really good listen. And it's only like a few episodes deep, so it's pretty new. So Ozark Whispers, is Ozark Whispers, it's pretty solid, pretty solid. And uh, I will throw it back down to Eddie and ask you what you're playing. Playing, you know, it's funny. Talk about Stranger Things. I was, uh, I'm big on this game called Toy Blast on my phone, but I actually got into the Stranger Things for the mobile. Oh, the oh, little yeah, like it's the like a, like an eight, like an eight bit. Yeah, it's pretty cool, game. man. Wait, what is this? Uh, oh. I have for just found out about. Yeah, this. I have it on there now. Still, <laughs> it's completed. Oh, uh, we made it up. No, I don't. <laughs> no, no, I want to play. <laughs> uh, it's like an NES Stranger Things game. You down in, on your phone. I don't yeah, know. it's literally definitely. just that. So, um, but, like, well, what genre game is it? Like, do you have to collect uh, like 50 coins as fast as possible? No, it's very... So you start as... I forget which How about game. Eddie Tess? I believe... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not really sure who you start out as. Uh, I think the sheriff. You, oh. you, you can switch off uh, okay. characters, but as, yeah, as you, you get pro- party. As you keep going, uh, you know, you start unlocking Will and, and mm. Dustin and all these other guys. Like, you got to go to the library. I think Dustin's in the library. It's just a... Pretty, pretty, uh, it's pretty like, decent it's a game. Key to get through this door. Very, okay. very retro, eight-bit type Stranger Things. Yeah. And guess what? Punchy's power is. Is it punchy stuff? A, just a big fist icon. <laughs> yeah, <it's>, uh, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I still don't know the sheriff's name. I only know him as Punchy, Punchy McLawdog. Yeah. Is that how he solves every problem? Yeah, he's Hellboy yeah, yeah. now. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, you yeah. didn't know that? No. Oh, he's gonna be such a good Hellboy. Not just because of the punching. <laughs> Not because he has a rock hand. But he will have a yeah, big stone fist. Actually, you see that some of the pictures, they look pretty pretty wild. Yeah, he, and he looks re- pretty wild looking. I am the biggest Hellboy fan since I was a kid. Like, I read the comics first. I like the movies, but like Ron Perlman doesn't. He It's like a separate Hellboy to me. Sure, okay. Like he, he's a, a cool character, but he's not the Hellboy? comic Hellboy. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and, I, and Mike McNola told me that that was okay. 
because he feels the same way. I oh. was at Comic-Con. He's like, yeah, that's not my Hellboy, but I like him. <laughs> cool. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Uh, but yeah, David Harbour's character in Stranger Things is like, a, he's almost exactly like Hellboy. He's this very sweet man that will get down to punching if you make him mad. So. That's awesome. I found out a lot of exciting things <laughs> during this segment. I want to have to download something on my phone soon. That sounds awesome. Uh, William, did you play anything? Um, nah. No, nothing at all? Nah. Should have talked about the Stranger Things game. That's great. <laughs> well, then I'm going to gush for a yeah, little gush. bit, if you don't mind. Uh I'm, t- I'm talking about all the weirdest things possible. I had an Overwatch bit prepared, but there's too much setup. <laughs> so if you're not deep into the Overwatch world, understandable. And the nerfing of Mercy, then I gotta explain some stuff. Understandable, understandable. I'm backing out of my bit I prepared in the car. I'm glad you tried. <laughs> uh, there was a game that was uh, pushed in front of me that I was like, "This is too stupid for me to play." Uh, but it turns out it's one of the greatest things ever. Uh, it's called Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, yep. What's me. this? Doki Doki Literature Club. Liter- and it, it's one of those things where if I talk about it too much, I will ruin the game. But it is one of the greatest experiences I've ever gone through. And I have to look in. <laughs> uh, it is a free game. You can download it on Steam. Uh, and you're going to feel weird playing it. So <laughs> get get excited for that. <laughs> Uh, and you are a high school boy, and these four girls are in the literature club, <laughs> and they all kind of dig you, and you got to figure out who do you like the most, <laughs> and you find you you try to woo them by writing poems. Uh, I know this sounds terrible. <laughs> nah, I like a dating sim. Uh, and if if that is all you know about this game, I want you to shut this podcast off, and I want you to go. Download it right now and play it, uh, because I played all the way through the, to the end, and then like was really upset by the end, uh, and then like I watched one of the like game theory videos explaining it, and then I just took a shower and cried, like it was an emotional, <laughs> just heart wrenching journey, and if, if you guys are actually going to play it, that will be all that I say about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, late, so. But I, but I will say... Should I turn this off? <laughs> I, I won't give away the ending. Like, I'll, I'll make the promise that I will give away the ending next week on the show. This, right. this way, everyone everyone's homework is to go play Doki Doki Literature Club. Wow. The, the full experience takes about four hours. Like, you can fully beat this game in four hours. Uh, you're, it needs more than one playthrough, kind of. And uh, I will completely admit... For an hour, it's a terrible game. <laughs> so there's like a full hour of just being like, I don't know why I'm okay. wasting my time with this. Like, like, the, like, it takes a long time for it just to be like, so what do you think? And then you get to make a decision. Like, that takes 20 minutes to get to. <laughs> Super worth it. Uh, it it's, uh, if you know nothing about this game, you have to play it. So that that is all I will say at this time. Sounds interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's wild. You'll feel like a creep playing it, uh, but that's that's fun too. <laughs> so Doki Doki Literature Club on Steam. It's free. Go play it. Uh, so we end all of our podcasts with a game. It's time for host versus guest versus audience. Uh, this week, oh, I left my bag all the way over there that had my prize in it. Only <laughs> someone. It's a plus two comedy old school DVD that I found. Yeah, my bag. Oh, Thank a, you, producer. Jesse. A DVD of the movie Old School? <laughs> no, not as good as oh, that. No, it's not our copy. Gee, old School. <laughs> it's our copy. <laughs> yes, it's the original. Oh, wow. Plus two comedy DVD that That's came in this, and it's awful. broken a little With bit. The scratches and everything. Yes. Nice. <laughs> There's not a lot of those in existence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, look at that. You even wrote on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. With my terrible handwriting. Thank you. And a tattoo symbol. Yeah. Something that skulls a, and crossbow. Nice. Yeah. I'm an artiste. Yes. There was a time where Plus Two Comedy was just pirates. Like, we were a very pirate-themed yeah, comedy group. We I don't know why. Pirate heavy. Uh, Eddie, what did you bring? Uh, I brought, actually, a copy of my book. So, Perfect. You know, 
Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Self-promotion. So much Very better. smart. I'm push that. No, <laughs> push don't. That we, we need that. Uh, now, to play host versus guest versus audience, we need an audience member to play. But they need to put up a prize for us to win since we put up these amazing prizes. What'd you guys bring this week? Floor trash. Floor trash? Floor trash? What do you have? What's Jeez. in your bag? Go through it. Rummage through it. <laughs> that can't be true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people, people are looking. Now I just want you to rummage through your bag. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh yeah. Just, the, just go through your stuff the, to entertain me. The the NES or this SNES game you won last show that makes sense. Take that notebook. That <laughs> sounds great. And a notepad of wrestling notes. Are you putting that up? No, <laughs> they're they're valuable wrestling secrets. Oh, you got drugs? What you got? Extra Ooh. thanks to Tylenol. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to enter. Like, I don't want to peer pressure force you to play. Oh, I, was, I was. That's what I was doing, yeah. But Will might want to. I absolutely was pressuring her. All right, so uh, the choice is yours. Would you like to play for the Super Nintendo game? Or whatever she's willing to part with in her Which purse. Is nothing. <laughs> that Nintendo game looks pretty wild. All right, <laughs> that's Super Nintendo that's old game. Right there. Come on up. Put that here. in a glass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was gonna ask if you had a Super Nintendo. Yeah, don't forget your beverage. Well, we'll, we'll find one. I'm pretty sure you get I'm one on sh- eBay. <laughs> well, I guess it's hard to find the. Uh, the classic. Yeah. Well, the classic also doesn't play. Oh, they games. don't have like a Super Nintendo. Oh, there's. You can get a Retron Five. Oh, great. I think we get, have one of those. That. What? I think I have one of those that oh, plays uh, SNES games. But yeah. Wow. I think I do, too. I think it's it's a thing that does Sega and SNES. I, had a I think I might have yours. <laughs> may have stolen it. I had it. a double-sided game of a Chuck Norris one time. What, were they, you could flip over? Yeah, it was up. a double-sided Chuck Norris game. I don't because know what the other was side so was. Because there was so much I don't know. They just don't run too many roundhouse Substitute kids. research <laughs> department. Look that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm old school there. <laughs> Chuck Norris had a game that was two games. Chuck Norris. <laughs> Welcome to 2006. Uh, so we're going to play a game. We haven't played this one in a while, and I like this game. We're going to play a game called Reddit Says. Eddie, are you familiar with the hit website Reddit? Uh, yeah, here and there. Well, I've gone on to the Ask Reddit subreddit, and I've pulled out some questions, and then I have the top ten most upvoted answers. So this is going to work kind of like Family Feud. You want to give me the number one answer to each of these questions. Everyone will get a chance to answer every question. Oh, my goodness. There it goes. Research department has just oh, pulled up Chuck Norris' super kicks. That's the most producer. That's retro. It, 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 it played Chuck Norris' super kicks and artillery duel. Which this is, looks. This is the most misleading thing because I, as a kid, would see that and be like, Chuck Norris fighting a tank! <laughs> the it's greatest not, it's a thing. lie. It's the greatest thing it could be. That is awesome. Oh, and it's called Well, game devs, under. there's an idea for you. Chuck and Norris that is a Super Nintendo tank. game, Research Department? It looked... It had its own system, Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Norris fact. It only played on his tank. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get started with the game. Uh, so, Will, you'll answer first for the first round. Oh, it was for the Atari 2600. See, I could tell it was an Atari game. All right, let's go. Uh, Broken Down Dryer asks, what TV series isn't worth finishing? Ooh. What TV series isn't worth finishing? You should have to tell us when these are from. Uh, this was a top of the month. From this, this, this month. month, okay. Yeah. Uh, finishing. What does Reddit hate? I don't. Know. It's a Star Trek Voyager. Star Trek Voyager. Interesting. I only say that because I'm probably not going to finish it. I started gotcha. watching it. <laughs> Noted. Eddie, what do you think? This is a television. Is it something that's going on now? It could be. It could be something that's already ended. It could be something that's. I know. Uh, I know Roseanne finished a while back, but they're bringing her back, so maybe just, just Roseanne? ask that. Yeah. Roseanne? <laughs> just ask that now. Yeah. <laughs> they're bringing Dan back to life. It's very confusing. 
Uh, Laura, what do you think? How I Met Your Mother for personal reasons. How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. Has the worst ending. I'm so angry. It was like five years ago and I'm still mad. Yeah. It, well, if that anger stays with you, it makes sense. Uh, all right. So the top 10 answers are number 10 is Misfits. I'm not familiar okay. with Misfits. Oh, yeah. It's a BBC show. Yeah. yeah not. Uh, number nine is Once Upon a Time. Oh. I heard that. Misfits st- is like six episodes. Mm. Just finish it. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> oh, I, I wasted three whole hours. <laughs> uh, number eight was a tie between Arrow and Arrested Development. Reddit hates Arrow. Arrested yes. Deve- oh. the, the Netflix season's not great. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, number seven is apparently Firefly. <laughs> Fox felt like it wasn't no, worth finishing. Yeah, it's Fox using its power yeah. to upvote. What a terrible show it was. Fox was right for canceling it. Uh, number that, was fo- that was Fox. I know, I'm still sad. It's still a sad voice. Uh, number six is Supernatural. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. Number five is Heroes. Yeah. Number four is How I Met Your Mother. So nice. Of course it is. <laughs> it's good for you. You've the angriest you've been for winning. Uh, so that's good for seven points for life. so bad. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, number three is Scrubs. Wow. Yeah, once you get into that... That med school that season. That med school season. Kids. Number two is Dexter. Dexter gets real bad. And number one is The Walking Dead. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I, I gave up on that show somewhere after the prison. I actually, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, most after people the, have. It's after the second happening. season, I it's think. It's still I'm not, on. You know, <laughs> I know I tuned in after they, uh, they killed Glenn and then... It was just that one episode. I think it was. Yeah. I'm not yeah. really too much interested anymore. I did watch a YouTube clip of that. Yeah, I noped out right after Herschel died. Yeah, Herschel was a oh, tough death. Too. It was amazing watching videos of people actually bawling, crying. Yeah. I'm like, jeez. And I cried too. I was like, this show used to be so good. <laughs> now it's just dumb. Uh, so that is seven points for Laura. Hooray. Eddie and Will yet to get on the board. Eddie, we're going to start with you for this one. Uh, Lane uh, asks. What is extremely rare, but people think is very common? What is extremely rare, but people think is very common? Oh, my God. I keep thinking of things that are the opposite. Yeah, I had that people problem, too. Rare. Yeah, Like diamonds. What is Blonde. rare, but people think is Blonde common? Yes. What is extremely rare, but people think is common? Uh, I'm going to give you guys a hint for this one, because... Uh, it's a bit odd. Uh, about more than half of these are events rather than objects or, like, or people. Like, like this this thing happening oh, is extremely okay. rare, but people think it happens all the time. Oh no, I'm thinking about winning the lottery, but that's not. <laughs> that's, I don't think that's answering the question. Everybody wins the lottery. <laughs> uh, something that's rare, but people think is common. Uh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I, I you can go with the lottery answer if you want. I'll go with the lottery answer because <laughs> something that I'm wishing to do hopefully one day. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully it's pretty common. Laura, what do you think? Spontaneous combustion. Spontaneous combustion. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> uh, quicksand. Quicksand. <laughs> yeah, no. Cartoons made me think that was going to be a bigger life. Mm-hmm. That and like people offering you free drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like that was what cartoons prepared me for. Nope, <laughs> gotta pay. Good answers all around. Uh, number ten is blimps. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many like advertising blimps there are? Two, like six, seventeen. There's seventeen in the world. Good wow. year, yeah, good, good year, and sixteen yeah. others. <laughs> like, that's the only one that I haven't thought of. <laughs> but it, it's Kaiser, I think, has a blimp. I think Monster.com has one. Oh, wow. Of course they do. And Nickelodeon. Oh, <laughs> the blimp. Uh, number nine is large genitalia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Says that guy, and I believe him. Nice. Uh, number eight is people drugging Halloween candy. Oh. It's not, apparently, that doesn't happen much. Uh, number seven is architects. Apparently, there's not many architects. Yeah, 17. There's 17, 17 architects. <laughs> they all have their they own blimps. Like, they're in the blimps. That's one of those jobs. Scouting that, property. Like, <laughs> it's a job that sitcom dads have, so everybody thinks there's exactly. a lot of them. That's exactly what the post says. Like, it's there's like so Marshall many TV from shows. Clarissa explains it all. Yes, or uh, How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> <laughs> number six is shark attacks. Oh, yeah. Sharkies. 
number five is uh, people eating Tide Pods. Dumb. Apparently, it's not an epidemic. It's just we no. make a big deal about the few idiots that keep doing it. Uh, number four is murder in small towns. Uh, number three is people who bully you at the gym. Nobody wants to talk to you at the gym. They're busy being at the gym. Uh, number two is people being resuscitated with CPR. <laughs> apparently, that's rare, but apparently it's only like fifteen percent of the time. Yeah, and often your sternum is broken. Yeah, it's not. It helps, but it's not great. And a, number one, and I thought this was very interesting. Uh, women's water breaking during pregnancy. Because huh. that is every sitcom. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, oh God, my water just broke. It doesn't break 95% of the time. Oh, wow. So well, that's, just, that's just more emotional impact, I guess. Yeah. You know, well, big it's argument. and tough to fit right, like yeah. five hours of calling the hospital. I think it's coming, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 22-minute show. Come yeah. on. Water's Get, broken. Baby here. Getting the bag together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Driving halfway to the hospital, turning around. Here's your baby. It already has hair. It's, uh, it's coming out. And it's clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It came out perfectly clean. Who knew? And appears to be three months old. <laughs> yeah, who knew? It's a healthy, healthy baby. Uh, so Lars, the only one on the board with seven points. And we're going to start with Lars for our final question. Uh, 70s Kid asks, what, uh, what is something that most people aren't afraid of but is actually really dangerous? This is something most people aren't afraid of, but is actually really dangerous. Tide pods. When I go like car related, like being in a car. Be, I mean, just being near a vehicle. Well, like, yeah, well, no, in it's terms a common of way to die. Yeah. But like, most people don't have like a phobia of being in the car or driving the car. So, 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 what would you say your guess is? Just I'm gonna say driving the car. Driving a car, okay. Or driving a car. <laughs> Not the one that the planet has driving the car. One of the seventeen cars. Callbacks. <laughs> no, it doesn't work if you say callbacks. Yeah. You just do them. You don't say them. It's like freeze frame. Uh, Will, what's something that uh, people aren't afraid of but is really dangerous? <laughs> Falling things. <laughs> Gravity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gravity. Stuff falling on your head. All right. Meteorites. Got it. Anvils. Like pianos. Anvils. Safes. Yes. Coyotes. Weights that say 16 tons exactly. (laughs) All right. That's fine. Uh, Eddie? Uh, Just repeat the question. What's something that most people aren't afraid of, but is actually really dangerous? Hitchhiking. Hitchhiking. That's a good one. Infections. Yeah. yeah Something that made sense would have been a real good choice. Stuff falls on people. <laughs> when? All the time. From blimps? Yeah. They're just <laughs> dropping stuff out. When you're chasing the roadrunner. <laughs> it happens. It all ties in together. You know? <laughs> Number 10 is polar bears. Because they are very cute and apparently the most lethal of bears. Well, apparently there's an old saying that says, uh, when dealing with bears, if it's black, attack. If it's brown, lay down. And if it's white, good night. Wow. Sidebar. No, you don't attack any bears. <laughs> you don't run into a lot of polar bears in, you know, suburban New Jersey. Yeah, I mean, if you've run into a polar bear, you're probably in a pretty bad situation you as it is. You at the zoo <laughs> and in trouble. <laughs> Number nine is the spring on garage doors. Apparently, they are very deadly because people are like, I can fix this. <laughs> and then when they like unscrew it, they spring out and kill you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Scorpions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, number eight is unprotected sex. Number seven is carbon, carbon minoxide. No, Silent I'm definitely killer. afraid of that. Yeah, Silent yeah. Killer. It is like, people know, I think, but uh, it still made number seven on the list. Uh, number six is bison. I mean, Jeez. I saw those videos. Yeah. Another thing I'm, I don't think about that much in suburban New Jersey: <laughs> bison threat. <laughs> bison threat. Again, drunk at the zoo is when <laughs> this comes up. Uh, number five is water. Just water. Yeah, well. You drown in it, and it's two inches. Well, yeah, people were saying that like how little water is needed to kill you, and also how heavy water is. 
and how remorseless it is. There was a lot of talk about it. It's like, water doesn't care if it sucks you down and drowns you. Number four is crossing the street, which is different from driving a car. If you just said being near cars, you would have gotten that one. Uh, Number three is mixing Tylenol and alcohol. Tylenol? Why would you do that? Yeah, you have half of it in your purse. (laughs) She has the... (laughs) Oh, really? Is it? Prove it. Look, whenever I, whenever I get... Old model of witch. Do both. <laughs> when I get drunk, I throw a lot of Tylenol at people, and they do not like it. So <laughs> it seems very dangerous. I drop it off of blimps. Uh, number two is driving. Ooh, wow. Yeah, so that's good for nine points for Laura. Got slammed. And uh, number one is things falling from blimps. <laughs> Who knew? No, number one is <laughs> not is not getting enough sleep. Uh-oh. Yeah. Hey, why is that? That wiped the smile off everyone's face uh, up here. What's going to happen? <laughs> what's going to happen? Yeah. Uh, uh, like, you can have delusions. Like, they say. Like, hallucinations. And stuff. Yeah, like, you hallucinating. like, you'll think you're doing a podcast. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, I got to get more sleep. I got to just take a lot more Tylenol and alcohol. <laughs> Since it's so it's right out, it's so healthy for you. We just found out. Medical research department says that's fine. <laughs> I know. I, I have trouble sleeping. I'm worried about it so much. But that oh, means like six hours a night. Six hours. That's it. Yeah. Oh no. It's like you're juggling chainsaws, man. <laughs> Especially don't do no. that if you've only had six hours sleep. Very dangerous. That means. With 16 points, Laura is our winner. Here you go. Take this. Take it. We didn't get anything. We already have one of these. We didn't get anything. No. <laughs> yeah, we got crushed. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming up here, Laura, and adding to your prize pile. <laughs> All right. Good night. Bye. <laughs> Eddie, we have to get out of here. Anything you would like to plug? Um, not just basically just trying to still promote the book so Hispanicus the Apostate Life of Antonio Pantero it's on Amazon Barnes and Noble through uh, direct through my publisher printhousebooks.com and appreciate you guys for having me out here you know Absolutely. do you have a Twitter or anything um, at Eddie C author cool. on Twitter unfortunately that's the only social media right now I'm on but you know I think it's hopefully sufficient continue to try and keep, keep getting the word out <laughs> uh Excellent. Will, anything to add as I desperately try to pull up next week's guest? Yeah, uh, I decided that every year on October 1st, I get one more year retro. (laughs) No more using the O word. (laughs) I'm getting more retro. (laughs) More trendy. Uh, Be sure to give us five stars on iTunes, five stars on Stitcher. Vote for us on podcastland.com. Make us the podcast of the month. We were number 17 last month, so keep voting because it's a new month. Then please make us number one. Uh, also, you can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on Wildfire Radio. You can like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. And you can, of course, watch live on Twitch and join us in the chat. Upcoming shows include uh, next week is Brian James, the author of Milnir. Uh Then on the Are you fifth. Are saying Mjolnir wrong? Mew Mew? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes, I am. Cool. Uh, the fifteenth is to be announced, and then on the twenty-second from Rock Solid Productions and the Cape May Comedy Festival, Dan Sinclair will be on the show. So be sure to tune in for that one. Thank you to Net Neutrality for existing and making this show possible. This is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Thank you guys so much. Good night. Sign language for applause. <laughs> <laughs>